Moses said, God will raise up a prophet like me from among the people. They went to Capernaum when the Sabbath came. Jesus went to teach the people, but it wasn't the same. They were astounded at his teaching. It was not like the scribes. There was authority in his preaching. Kind of hard to describe. Just then, there was a crazy guy. He seemed to be possessed by some kind of spirit. He was in some distress, and the spirit that had hold of him seemed to know Jesus said, I know who you are, and you're trying to seize us. Good rhyme, right? But Jesus called him out, telling him to be quiet, saying, come out of that man, no need to cause a riot. And the spirit came out, convulsing him and crying. That freaked the people out. Even demons are complying. What is going on? Some new teaching with authority. That's a sign of God's own favor and God's superiority over things that make us crazy, things that are false and seem so wrong. That's what they all were saying, but soon they'll sing a different song. People only like their prophets when they're saying what they're thinking, and the spectrum of opinion that we're open to is shrinking, and our concept of what's true may be what we think already. So our willingness to be challenged sometimes seems a bit unsteady. Still, we need to hear some prophecy, some new truth, a different view that we cannot just dismiss by saying it's all fake news. That's why I turn to Jesus. Like these people in that town, like them, I check my sources, not just follow any clown. Jesus' fame began to spread, and it spread throughout the region because the troubles there were many, and the demons, they were legion. With a tyrant ruling Galilee, another tyrant up in Rome, the economy unfair and rebellion back at home, things were really all in shambles. It was, frankly, quite a mess. They didn't know who to turn to. And to add to their distress, there were plenty of false prophets saying what they'd want to hear, and it's hard to be discerning with that coming in your ear. That's why the things that Jesus said and did seemed so astounding. He challenged them and made them think with truth that seemed confounding by speaking with authority, not like their other preachers, by challenging assumptions, not confirming like their teachers. And so his fame spread far and wide and comes to us today, still troubling, still challenging, pointing us a different way, urging us to drive the demons of fear and and hate out from our hearts. That's not the place it ends, but that's sure the place it starts. I'll say, just follow Jesus, though it sounds a bit naive, just to do the things he tells us, just to follow and believe, but we need to share his story, just to speak a word that's true, because God needs another prophet. And who knows? It could be you. These are troubled times we live in, and the truth seems arbitrary. Every truth seems so contrary. Everyone's an adversary, and I really cannot blame you if you feel a bit wary, since the state of our union is precarious and scary. But here's the word I'll leave you with, and then I'll move along. Just a 
thought or two to trouble you. Then we'll sing a song and move on to other things. But don't be shocked. Don't be surprised if the challenge of the gospel starts to leave you energized to speak out about what's happening, who's hurting, who's in pain. There's a time to sit in silence. There's a time, too, to complain. Because the things that make God frustrated should make us troubled, too. And God will raise for us a prophet. And who knows? It could be you. God will raise for us a prophet, and who knows? It could be you. That's really all I want to say to you. Because that kind of sums up the challenge of our time. We're flooded with information, but it's sometimes hard to separate the truth from what's simply affirming our own misconceptions. And I fall prey to that, like all of us. And we're looking for somebody to follow, which makes us a little vulnerable to follow anybody who sounds like they have some authority. Charlene and I went to a movie theater the other day to see a movie. Match. And the lady at the ticket place showed us on a screen the, the layout of the theater. You know how that is these days. And she said, where would you like to sit? It was early afternoon. The entire place looked kind of empty on, on the screen. And I said, row D. She said, no. I said, no? She said, no. I said, well, it looks like the whole place is empty. She said, well, row D is too close. I said, okay, row E. She said, no. I said, no. (laughs) I said, why don't you just pick out some seats for us? She said, I was waiting for you to say that. (laughs) Row F. We went into the theater, and the entire place was empty except for, you guessed it, row F. Everybody in that theater was sitting in row F. That's fine, but I kind of like to sit up closer than that, but it's okay. For whatever reason, we did what she told us. We followed her suggestion. We followed her authority. It was her theater. She knew the place. So who do you follow? Who do you give authority to? Who do you believe? Here's the thing. Authority is a tricky thing. It always comes from somewhere. It always comes from someplace. And to tell you the truth, it usually comes from two places. Who's still listening to me? Raise your hand if you're listening to me. I'll talk along like this, like I'm not saying anything. Awesome. Great. Thank you. If I ask you, why are you listening to me? Why are you still listening to me? It's an interesting question, isn't it? I think it is, because really, where do I come off? Standing up here and talking to you for 12 minutes every week, 15 minutes every week, you could say that maybe my authority comes from my training or my education, but that goes only so far. If you're ecclesiastically minded, and maybe there are some of you here who are, you could say that my authority comes from the fact that some bishop 30 plus years and 10 bishops ago put his or her hands on my head, bestowing the authority of apostolic apostolic succession, I can't even say it, in an almost unbroken line from the time of St. Peter to me. Okay. 
But really, the truth is that half my authority comes from you. And from the fact that you are willing to listen to me and to Lee and to Vicki. You're willing to take seriously the things that we stand up here and say. It comes from you. And if all of you stopped listening, or if you left early for brunch or lunch or coffee hour, it's probably ready. There goes my authority. Half my authority, anyway. But there's another half. And it comes from this. The other half of my authority comes from the fact that I try, sometimes successfully, to get up here and share with you not my opinion, not just my opinion, but the gospel of Jesus Christ as best I can see it to the best of my ability. And if I stop doing that at some point, I hope you'll suggest that I find a different occupation. Because the gospel matters. Because truth matters. And because people matter, the gospel matters. And because people matter, the truth matters. And here's the thing, the final thing, and I'm going to say this and then I'm going to sit down. We need the gospel. We need that perspective. We need the truth. We need tellers of truth and spreaders of the gospel of love, justice, and reconciliation. And we need them badly. And that's not just us preachers. Preachers are fine as far as we go, but we mostly go to church. And not everybody can be found in church. You may have noticed that. And truth isn't confined to the walls of a church. You may have noticed that too. Because God is raising up prophets from among the people, it says in Scripture, and I believe it. God is raising up prophets from among the people. And don't be surprised if one of those prophets is you. Amen.